Hello, and welcome back to the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast. We are your hosts, Nicole Ravioli. Jasmine the Queen. Boss Lady Amy. And this episode is called Project WTF. Um, We will be covering something called Breaking Code Silence, which is an organization founded, I believe, by Paris Hilton to stop um, wilderness camps. And we're just going to talk about a lot of like the traumas that they have caused teenagers and go from there. So I did a lot of the research for this one. So I guess I will start talking about it. Um, So I read a lot of stories on the Breaking Code Silence um, official website. And if anybody would like to go and look at survivor stories, the website is breakingcodesilence.org. Um, a lot of the survivors range from 13 to 17, and it's crazy to me because some of these kids actually spent, like, years in these wilderness camp things. And not all of them are wilderness camps. Some of them are, like, they say academy as well. So some of them are in buildings, others are not. And they base, the parents basically, like, pay these people to come and kidnap, fake kidnap their kids and put their kids through all this trauma that is unnecessary because they're quote unquote troubled teens. Um, a lot of like the violations that these academies do, um, and wilderness camps do is like trigger warning. There, um, will be talk of sexual assault in this and also other forms of abuse, mental, emotional, all of it. So the counselors pretty much are not counselors. And if any of you have seen the movie Holes, the, uh, it's pretty relatable to the character Mom in that one. So this the counselors don't have any schooling usually, and they just pose as counselors when they're not. Either of you have comments that you'd like to add currently? Um, pretty, I mean, pretty messed up. I can't believe, like, honestly, until they brought this to up to me or whatever to do as an episode like i didn't know about this at all i was like that's kind of crazy to me that like something like this can go hidden for so long right like super effed up so breaking code silence i wanted to give a little bit of background about that sure so paris hilton is the one who like really made it popular with her documentary um but breaking code silence actually started as a campaign that was launched in 2014, and it was basically brought together by a a collaboration of, like, lots of survivors, um, different schools, um, just lots of, like, different networks that came together and made this campaign. And then in March of 2021, they became a 501c3 nonprofit organization, um, and they basically helped they they help people who've gone through this process and they also eventually want to get um those schools like shut down shut down and just be obsolete yeah and i know back in i think 2021 or 2022 there were there was supposed to be some sort of legislation passed too to like either regulate or possibly shut them down i'm not sure exactly i don't know i'm just surprised that like i get the um, parents and some, well, some, I don't know, some probably knew it was a horrible situation, but others think it's, like, a good situation to try to, like, scare their kids straight, but, like, how did, like, for the longest time none of the parents, like, question not being able to communicate with their child? Well, well that yeah. leads me into a really good point that I forgot to bring up at the beginning. So the parents were actually told by these schools 
that any contact from their kids saying, like, anything bad about the school was manipulation from their kids to try and get the parents to bring them home. Like, that's what the, the school would tell the teachers. Yeah, I mean, but the like, parents. But even, even then, like, why would you... I don't know why the parents wouldn't, like, check. Like, why wouldn't you be, like, involved? Because think about it now. Like, a public school and stuff, most parents, like, check in on the schools. Like, right. on, like, who their teachers are. Mm-hmm. Like, what's being taught kind of thing. But none of the parents thought to be like, oh, hey, I want to kind of check out this school before I just send my kid there. Because, right. like, we don't know where they're going. We don't know where they're living. And we don't know, like, all of the people besides the ones that, like, like, came and picked up our child. Mm-hmm. But that's <laughs> the point, though. Like, a lot of these parents are at the point where, like, they feel they've done everything they can for their child's behaviors, and they're so ready to go to that extreme because they feel like they have no other options. And so, like, a, a lot of these schools... Well, I sure even... hope those damn parents tried to do therapy and stuff first before sending them to the school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some of them have, maybe, but I don't really know. Well, that's another thing. There is a survivor story on there. The girl, I believe, was gay. You should have put him on the show, Nanny 911. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the girl's stories, she was a lesbian, and her parents did, like, tried to do conversion therapy with her, even though there was literally nothing wrong with her, and it right. made her worse. Like, she was already depressed, like, had diagnosed clinical depression, and... They literally just made her worse and gave her more trauma and PTSD. Jeez. Well, like, I've heard of the schools, too. A lot of them will actually make the kids write home that, like, they're doing great and everything's fine. Like, they're having a good time. They're getting to do lots of, I don't know, activities or whatever. Well, not even that. But then um, there are the kids who, like, write home and all the mail is screened. It's like they're in prison, basically. All the mail is screened and if there's any, like any bad talk about what's actually going on, then they they don't let the kids send the letter. It honestly like, sounds they just throw it away. worse than prison because... It is. There's some prisons that, like, the prisoners aren't even really that locked up. <laughs> right. Like, they have freedom... Like, minimum like, security prisons? Yeah, they have, like, freedom to roam around, like, the prison or, like, the day rooms or whatever at certain times. It's not like they're locked up all the time. Well, and another thing, too, is, like, a lot of these schools, especially, like, on their websites, or they'll have, like, brochures or whatever, they'll look like it's basically, like, a fun summer camp or something, or, like, just a normal-ass school that focuses on, like, reform. Like, they don't, they don't advertise the, the way that they should be advertising at all. So, if you're a parent out there, do your research, because honestly, like, I think back and I'm like so grateful that I had the parents that I had because they would never. My mom is like such a scaredy cat about stuff like that, like internet scams and just like sex trafficking and all of that stuff that she would have never in her wildest dreamed imagined sending me or my brother there, no matter how bad we were. And also like, how would you feel as a parent as like putting your child through that? Maybe they take it. To the point where it's, like, so traumatic that, like, when you do get your kid back, 
oh, maybe they're well-behaved for a while, whatever, up until you find their suicide note and they jumped off a bridge somewhere. Right. right. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx again. Well, and I also think, too, that they, they feed off of the fact that the parents are so far away. Like, some of these parents are, like, 6, 8, 10, 12, 18 hours away from their children. Ah, uh, yes. That's another thing we forgot to mention was that usually these academies and schools, like, the parents send them super far away to a different state. So they and, don't right. have any connection to home at all. And they normally play it off as like, oh, it's like a retreat. It's like in nature. It's relaxing. Like they're going to get back to themselves when in reality, that's really just a way to isolate them even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have made more sense if it like if it was like a type of camp that almost was like a therapy and relaxing. And it was basically like people trying to get through the bottom of like why they have like act the way they do or whatever with their parents right like a therapy but it wasn't it was basically like them mentally emotionally and almost physically abusing these people and these kids well that's the thing is that a lot of the kids are physically sexually and emotionally abused like a lot of that happens in those schools and i feel it's fair to point out that um like their their punishments and their rules definitely don't add up at all So there was one girl who got caught talking to a boy, and they put her on punishment and restrictions for that. It's interesting to me because, like, these almost seem more like like detention centers or, like, juvenile group homes or whatever, but those are for kids that have actually, like, broken the law and have a court order to be there. Like, these... These aren't even court orders or anything. These parents are literally just calling up these places and having them take their children away when they haven't done anything wrong other than maybe act out. Behavior stuff. Right, because what teenager doesn't? Yeah, but obviously it wasn't anything bad enough because, like, most kids or whatever that are, like, that defiant or whatever end up in, like, juvie. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, it takes away from the actual credible places that really are just, like, a reform retreat place, mm-hmm. you know, like those ranches or whatever that actually do have like trained staff, sometimes like therapy, farm animals, like actual places like that. It takes that that away. Right. And like those horse ranches and stuff, like they literally have like troubled teens there or whatever. And the teens literally build relationships with these horses because they take care of them. Exactly. And honestly, I feel like if it's not something you would go and do, or um, a place you would want to be, or something that you wouldn't want your parents to do to you as a parent, like, why would you do it to your kids? Exactly. If I'm not cool with it as an adult, I'm definitely not going to put my child through that. Absolutely not. And I mean, like I said earlier, um, do your research. Like, it's really not hard. And especially, like, if... I mean, for me, it wasn't that hard to find out about Breaking Code Silence at all. So I'm not sure why more parents don't look into stuff like that. Right. And I I do understand that, like, these quote-unquote schools, academies, wilderness camps, whatever you want to call them, um, they market themselves as such. But, again, do your research. Make sure you go and visit the school, academy, wilderness camp, whatever. Make sure they're not actually doing harm to these kids, you know? So I think a lot of people didn't really know what these were. Um, I actually think the documentary This Is Paris um, brought a lot of attention to it. It's a documentary that Paris Hilton made. I think it came out on Netflix back in 2020. 
Um, she basically tells like her whole life story and she doesn't only talk about the reform schools, but she, it's a large chunk of it that she talks about. And, um, she had gone to a school in, I think, Utah or something. And she had talked about how she was taken away in the middle of the night. She wasn't allowed to like talk to her parents. She was like begging her parents, like, please don't let them take me. And they were like, no, this is for your own good. And she left for a long time. I think she was gone for like six months or something. And she was not allowed to call home. She was not allowed to like talk to anybody. Um, she talked about her abuse with, or her experience with like abuse. Um, and so I think that a lot of attention was drawn to Breaking Code Silence once the documentary came out. And I think a lot of people started to really understand what these schools are. Because after her documentary came out, actually, quite a few of the schools closed. But unfortunately, they're still around today. Quite a few, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not even a parent. But, like, if, if my kid was gone for, like, however long, I'd probably, like, miss them too much. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Well, like, and if you if you're being told that this is like a fantastic school and your child's gonna be like treated so well and all these things, and then they literally come and grab your kid in the middle of the night, wouldn't some alarm bells be going off? Like, hey, maybe this school isn't as great as it sounds. Right. Right. I don't know. It but would that for brings, me personally, but but that brings into aspect like the parents who want their kids to quote unquote be scared straight. Right. Mm-hmm. And they probably are like, oh no, it's it's what they're supposed to do. Like, no, it's not. Well, if that's the case. You might just give them a dose of reality, rent them an apartment somewhere or whatever, and be like, here you go, you're on your own. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Get them a job or whatever. Okay, we paid for like the first month, and you're on your own from there. That would be a way to be scared straight. (laughs) Right? Yeah, like those kids that talk about wanting to be emancipated or whatever. I'm still scared of doing my own apartment, and I'm a fucking adult. (laughs) (laughs) Big facts. (laughs) Big facts. I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like paying bills. Bills suck. They do suck. That's the real scary part. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that is. The scariest part is bills. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> there was one of the survivor stories I was reading. Um, the place that she went to is called Hyde. It's H-Y-D-E. Okay. And apparently they got closed down, but they still own a bunch of other schools that are still open. Yep. And that's scary. Because, like, she was the one that talked about, like, being handed two handfuls of trail mix, being sent out into the woods in opposite direction from her peers. So, literally, they're, like, surviving. It's, like, naked and afraid, but they had clothes. (laughs) And literally children. Yeah, children, teenagers. Um, I don't know about you, but most adults can't do that. No. Right. So, they were given, like, a tarp and some steaks and made to go out into the woods by themselves with nature, you know, like, there could be wolves, coyotes, bears, like, how are they going to protect themselves? And it's not like the teachers would go and spend the night with them. Yeah, and then, like, what do you tell the parents if something did happen? Oh, your child's dead. Oh, and the two handfuls of trail mix that they got were supposed to last them, like, three days to a week. Real. Make it make sense. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, you want to talk about rationing? Fine, but not like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not okay. Mm-mm. So that brings up another point. A lot of the kids, like, were withheld food as punishment. So there were quite a few teens that ended up with eating disorders from going to these camps as well. Um, so I guess we can go into, like, their punishments <clears throat> and their rules and stuff. 
So their rules are ridiculous. Like I said, there was one girl who got in trouble because she was a girl and she talked to a boy. It can be something as simple as that. It can be like wearing the wrong thing. Like you're only allowed to wear certain types of clothes, I guess, and like uniforms. But if it doesn't, it's kind of like military style where if it's not done right, then you get a punishment. And their punishments ranged from like doing PT, but like really overexerting. So there was one story I read where there was this thing, I think they said death hill or something like that but it's a very very steep hill and they were like running up and down it multiple times and that's all they would do all day long and not only that but then they would make them do push-ups with their head facing down the hill like in the middle of the hill that's like military training that's what i'm saying and these are teenagers they're not adults like doing that to a kid is not okay Mm -mm. and in that same story of that one Um, she had mentioned that there was another kid who, like, was pushed to the point of exhaustion and almost died. Wow. I've heard so many stories, like, how, you know, they were punished after, like, they did something simple or, like, they didn't even really do anything wrong. I've heard a recurring theme about a lot of these, quote-unquote, schools is, like, the boys and the girls are literally made to have... SDX with each other and like the staff watch and it's like a punishment or like I've heard of it before where um there'll be like a child who identifies as like lesbian and then there'll be like another child who identifies as like you know gay or whatever and obviously it's like a boy and a girl and the staff will literally like make them have sex Mm -hmm. and watch and think it's funny Yeah, and then there's also a lot of sexual assault that goes on from, like, counselors and teachers on students. Yeah. Which is gross. So, um, oh, they also prescribe them medications that they don't need, and the the kids don't get a say, like, they are forced to take it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they also force them to, like, write each other up. So, like, you can't trust anybody because someone could, like, lie about you and write you up for something, and then you're going to be put on PT. Yeah, which makes sense because it probably happens a lot because if somebody, say, like, one kid did something and he finds out that you did something that's, like, maybe worse than his thing, Mm -hmm. if he can write you up and get you in trouble, he might save himself. Yep. Yep. And, like, their quote-unquote group therapy sessions, it's just pitting the kids against each other. Like, the counselor will be like oh, well, you did this, why didn't you do, or she did this, why didn't you do anything to stop it? And then the kids end up just, like, yelling at the person, pretty much. Right. Yep, the kids end up just getting into arguments about stupid things, and then before you know it, they end up really, really hurting each other over something that didn't even need to happen in the first place. Yeah, it's just crazy. I can't. I could never imagine doing that to a child, much less my own child. Like, right. So the way that these are like advertised reminds me a lot of how like the Nazi camps, like they would like advertise them, and I mean they even got Disney in on it, and they would make like animations about like these camps, and yep. they were like so wonderful, and they had all these amenities, and then like you find out that people were dying, like. That's, it kind of reminds me of that. Honestly, the, what really rings in my mind is the work will set you free from Nazi Germany camps. Like that was their, their slogan pretty much. Right. And really they were just sending these people to die. Right. Which I mean, obviously the kids aren't dying, but kind of similar. It's kind of the same concept. It is. 
So uh, we'll just touch briefly on uh, residential schools, which they're basically the same thing. So I'll go into that in a minute and just explain what that is. But honestly, these reform schools are no different than what residential schools were. They just changed the name. They changed a few things about it. And we're still getting away with abusing children. Well, not only that, but reform schools don't have anything to do with, like, race. Right. So, residential schools, um, I don't know the exact years, but I know that this went on, I would say, probably around the time of the 1800s, up until, like, the... Recently. Yes. (laughs) Recently. I know it's 1900s. I just don't know how long, but... So, residential (sighs) schools are children that um, were Native American that were sent away to these schools. Basically, they were told that they would get, like, a better... Sorry, I wouldn't say sent away because our government literally took them away from their families. Well, yeah. I would say it was more so that the government fed off the Native Americans' families' desperation, and they knew that they weren't going to be able to afford to give them a decent education. So it was kind of like, I think, a combination of the two. These families thought that they were sending their children away, but the government was actually taking them. So basically, they would place these Native American children in these schools, and they would replace their names. They would take away their Native name, and they would give them something super white, like Mary or John. Yep. And they would assign them to new families, and they would basically tell them, to just forget about your family and this is your family now. And they would teach them the quote-unquote right ways. <laughs> and um, and they would treat these children so terribly. And a lot of the times the kids would actually end up dying. And um, the families usually would never even be notified. Um, they would end up injured. Sometimes they'd run away. And, like, a lot of the times these families never knew what happened to their children. And a lot of the times they would never even see them ever again. And they would also use them for, like, experimentation, like medical stuff. Right. Kind of like Mengele in Nazi Germany. Yep. Yeah. Um, So the only thing I know about that aspect is that they were tested on for, like, antibiotics and stuff. um, To see if they worked kind of thing. And I know there was some other stuff that I read, but I just don't remember it right now. But there were other, like, scientific tests done on them. So basically, they didn't have any rights to their own bodies, such as people in Nazi Germany. And fun fact about that, actually, Hitler literally um, used the residential schools as, like, his playbook, essentially, for what he did in Nazi Germany. He studied the records to... um like, see how how that sort of thing worked out. And he actually used that as, like, a guide, basically, to building the Nazi camps. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, it's really, really messed up stuff. Like It's just, very messed up. I still can't believe that that even happened here. Like, I think the <laughs> hardest thing to believe is, like, something that, that like that that was, like, so horrible way back when or whatever, like, continued into today. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, yeah, so, and that's kind of, like, that's why it makes me think of, like, reform schools, wilderness camps, whatever you want to call it. It's basically the same thing. It's just that instead of, like, taking another race away, even though I hate that term because we're all part of the human race. But for lack of a better word, taking another race away, this time they just 
pivoted the thought process behind it and changed it to, oh, bad kid sort of thing. But we're still getting away today with being able to abuse children, and it's completely illegal. And let's talk about CPS for a minute, because they, I know that, like, a lot of them, a lot of the social workers and case managers or whatever um, are very overloaded. Like, they're assigned mm-hmm. way too many kids. There's not enough staff, and I understand mm-hmm. that, but there's no yeah. excuse for not following up on abuse charges. Right. Or claims, sorry. Um, alleged abuse is a very real thing. And Honestly, like that, you have to uh, give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to, like, you know, get what they can done. But obviously, if they already don't have the staff and they're already overloaded, they have to submit all that paperwork for any of those allegations. And even if they do that, there's no guarantees how long it's supposed to take before that gets investigated. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, doing home visits because they have the right to show up at any time. Right. Just like state has but the right still, to show up for us anytime. They mm-hmm. do, but they I think they still have to put that paperwork in. I believe they can do the visit without the paperwork, actually. Um, I, I think they have to submit a reason that they're going to visit, though. Well, yeah, but Unless it doesn't have to be approved scheduled. by anybody. They just go. <laughs> I think if they have enough proof that there's, like, an immediate threat, then they can, like, go in... But most of the time, I think that they have to have some kind of, like, reasonable suspicion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, it brings because me it back keeps, to Gabriel it keeps Fernandez. It kind of legal because, like, I mean, like, if you thought you placed somebody with, like, a family, like, I mean, they can obviously do surprise show-ups, but I feel like they still have to have paperwork in place to, like not get in trouble or whatever, or so it's more legal because so, otherwise... After the initial visit. Parents or foster parents could, like, try to fight shit like that. Right. Right. But not even (laughs) just foster parents, though, because, like I said, Gabriel Hernandez. I don't know if y'all know anything about him, but holy fudge. We'll get to that in a second. But I think, so, like, with CPS, I think it's a lot easier for them to just, like, show up randomly once you've got a case going. Mm -hmm. But, like, in order to get the case going, like, their first initial visit, once they've gotten a call that, like, there's cause for concern, I think it's a lot harder for them to just, like, show up at your doorstep and, like, check out your house. But once you've got a case going, I mean, they can honestly do whatever they want. Like, after you've opened those doors, they're kind of just free. And I guess that's more of the point that I'm getting at is, like, the ones that are already, that already have, like, open cases that are already on CPS caseload. Um, because... We'll get into Gabriel Hernandez for a moment, I guess. So his mom was dating a guy, and they both abused the crap out of him and eventually killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he had cigarette burns. He had bruises everywhere. They would lock him in a cupboard. A cupboard, not a closet. Come on, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the time for that one. <laughs> so they would lock him in a cupboard, and like he would be in there for days at a time. And obviously, like, he went to school. His teacher reported abuse claims. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, his teacher reported the abuse. Um, they even were in, like, a social security office. And one of the security guards reported it to the CPS people. Like, he worked there in the same building with these people, told them what was going on, and nobody did anything about it. So, I also watched a documentary on this. Same. I think that... 
like, I'm pretty sure that some of the claims were investigated, but, like, I've heard that the mom was, like, such a good liar and so manipulative. She was always able to, like, talk them out of it and, like, Mm -hmm. somehow be like, oh, it's just this, it's just that, and, like... Well, not only that, but a lot of the time they wouldn't answer the door either. Right. So, if I remember... I know what happened after his death because I remember, like, watching a documentary about this and, like, how everything came to light afterwards, but I don't exactly remember how he passed away. Just from all of his injuries sustained and, like, the 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 boyfriend literally beat him to death. That's what I thought. And then I, I think... And they took him to the hospital because they knew they effed up. Right. That's that's right. I yeah, I don't even think that they called 911. I think they just took him to the hospital. Yeah. And then I remember the doctors like that they had interviewed were saying that um they thought that originally he had had some sort of like pre-existing condition because of how like malnourished he was and like how just emaciated that he looked. Mm-hmm. And I remember he weighed like 40 pounds or something, which for a seven-year-old boy is, like... Not it. Not not okay. And then, originally, I remember hearing about the cigarette (coughs) burns, and originally they thought those were lesions from some kind of, like, pre-existing condition. And then when they asked the mom about his health history... She was like, no, he doesn't have anything. He's fine. He was fine. Like, he he was good. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they realized those were not lesions. Those were cigarette burns. Yep. Wow. And then um, they also said that he had, like, healed broken bones that he was never taken that, to the Yep, that for. he was never seen for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, back to, like, CPS and stuff, like... I feel as though CPS should be involved in these academies and programs. If anything, labeled for troubled teens should always have a state regulation involved, I feel. Absolutely. I mean, we are, like, with our jobs with caregiving, we are regulated so heavily. I feel like the same thing should be happening with these schools. And honestly, I don't know how they're getting away with not having to follow those same rules. I agree. It just, it blows my mind. Like, this is completely legal child abuse. And, like, the fact that the all their staff don't even have to be, like, certified professionals, like, it, it's crazy. Like, we have more extensive background checks than their staff do. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's nuts. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's safe to, like, wrap this one up. Yep. So if you guys have any closing thoughts... Or do you think we covered everything? I think we covered a lot, honestly. I think just be a nice human. Yep. Don't be a Richard. <laughs> <laughs> or a Karen. <laughs> or a Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, anyways, you can once again find us on um, our social medias at Boss Ravioli Queens. Um, no spaces. You can find us Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Facebook. Facebook has spaces. Nothing else does. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to find us regardless. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> All right, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.